This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Monday, July 14th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have one story for you today. Help decide the names of planets orbiting other stars. A year ago, Star Trek fans mobilized in an attempt to have one of Pluto's two newly discovered moons named Vulcan. They lost out to the far more appropriate names, Kerberos and Styx. Now Trekkies have another chance to put the name of Spock's home planet into real-world use, thanks to the International Astronomical Union and Zooniverse. And this time, the potential worlds lie beyond our solar system. So I said that Kerberos and Styx were far more appropriate than Vulcan. I have to tell you, obviously I'm a diehard Star Trek fan, or I wouldn't be publishing Trek FM and doing all these podcasts, but I actually cheered when Vulcan was rejected, because what it reminded me of was something I talked about a few days ago on here, which was when Star Trek fans jumped the gun on the naming of the first space shuttle. Everyone wanted that first space shuttle to be named Enterprise, and they got their wish. And then that shuttle never actually went into space and orbited the Earth. As it turns out, we should have waited for the next shuttle, and then the Enterprise would have flown into space time and time again for decades. The whole thing with Pluto's moons and Vulcan struck me as the same. First of all, Pluto has been demoted to the status of a Plutoid, or a dwarf planet. So in the eyes of astronomers, Pluto itself is no longer worthy of being designated a planet. Now, I don't agree with this. To me, Pluto's still a planet. I don't care what the technical definition is. It's a planet. It's been a planet my whole life, and I'm not going to stop thinking about it that way. But it's still a very small, very distant planet, and its moons are very small as well. So I did not want to see the name Vulcan wasted on a moon of Pluto. I wanted to see Vulcan used for a real planet somewhere. And also, I said Kerberos and Styx were more appropriate. And the reason for that is that Pluto is, of course, the god of the underworld in Greek mythology. I think pretty much everyone knows that. Styx is the river that separates Earth and the underworld. So it's very appropriate that Styx would be a moon of Pluto. And then Kerberos is the three-headed dog that guards the entrance to the underworld. So again, it's very appropriate that Kerberos would be a moon of Pluto. And of course, Pluto already had a moon called Charon. And Charon is the, the person that drives the ferry across the river Styx to take dead souls, newly deceased people, across the river, uh, actually both Styx and Acheron, and take them into Hades. So all of these names go together and they're very appropriate. So I'm glad that Vulcan wasn't chosen. All right, so I've rambled on enough about that. Let's get into what you can do to actually make the name Vulcan the name of an object in real life. The International Astronomical Union and Zooniverse have a program going over at the domain namexoworlds.org. 
And what you get to do there is you get to actually suggest names and get your suggestions into the pool. And from here, uh, the, the potential names will be narrowed down and eventually there will be a vote. And you actually get to participate in the naming of ExoWorlds. Now, first of all, Zooniverse. What is Zooniverse? Zooniverse is, they describe themselves as the home of the internet's largest, most popular, and most successful citizen science projects. Their tagline is, we make citizen science websites so that everyone can be part of real research online. So basically, they're encouraging everyone to be involved in science. And there are currently 1,121,379 individuals taking part worldwide. And you can learn more about them at zooniverse.org. That's just like it sounds, Z-O-O-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.org. So they have teamed up with the IAU. And there's a timeline here, which is outlined on their website. Here's what's going to happen. So it's July right now, July 2014. And, and in the news, we always hear about all these new planets being discovered. Well, they have put together a list of 305 well-characterized exoplanets. These were discovered before December 31st, 2008. So these aren't even the new ones that we're hearing about in the news today. These have been around for quite a while. But they've been around long enough that we know they're real. They're well characterized. And these 305 worlds have been selected for public naming by the IAU. And these exoplanets belong to 260 different planetary systems that lie beyond our own. So each of these systems has between one and five planets in it, of course, in addition to the host star. These systems together are what we call exoworlds. So coming up later this year, in September of 2014, an IAU Directory for World Astronomy website, the URL is directory.iau.org, will allow astronomy clubs and nonprofit organizations interested in naming these exoworlds to register. Then the IAU will have the capability to handle these registrations of thousands of groups, and registration is compulsory. So I take it if you, if you want to vote on this, you're going to have to, of course, register. Then in October, clubs or nonprofit organizations will vote for the 20 to 30 top exoworlds that they wish to name out of the list that the IAU will be providing. And the actual number will depend on how many groups have been registered. So they say between 20 and 30. So if they get lots and lots of groups to register, maybe you're only going to get 20. If fewer people register, maybe you're going to get 30. And I suppose that number could fluctuate maybe a little bit on each side of that range as well, depending on how popular this is. Next, in December of 2014, the clubs and the organizations will send in proposals for the names of members of these selected exoworlds including the host star. So remember going back here, I said that these systems and their planets are referred to as exoworlds. So if you're, you're going to get a system where it could be a star and maybe three planets, for example. 
So you're going to be submitting a proposal for the names of the star and those three planets in the system. Now, there are, of course, rules that the IAU has for exoplanet naming, and there will be details on that that you can get. And then you'll also need to provide detailed supporting arguments for your choices. And then each group is allowed to name only one exoworld. And they're going to have more details on how that's going to work when we get to December and it's time to actually prepare those proposals. Now, moving into next year, March 2015, the general public gets to vote at that point. And the general public will vote to rank the proposed names. And the IAU and the Zooniverse are preparing for millions of votes to come in worldwide for that. So it seems like right now they're really anticipating just how popular this is going to be. And I think it's going to be huge, really. I know when you watch the the general media, I mean, if you watch the cable news channels and you read just mainstream media and you and you listen to politicians, it seems like science isn't very popular. And it's kind of, you know, like almost chastised if you know something about science. You know, you see... Uh, hosts on on news shows who actually seem to be embarrassed sometimes if they know too much about science and and at like I didn't know anything about that puzzles me sometimes but I don't think that's actually the case in the general public I think the general public is fascinated by science and fascinated by all of these exoplanets that are being discovered so I think people are going to get really excited about this and it sounds like the IAU is anticipating that. So they're going to be ready for millions of votes to come in. So that's March 2015. Now, July 2015, a year from now, the IAU, via its Executive Committee Working Group on the Public Naming of Planets and Planetary Satellites. Yes, that is the full name of this group. Oh, gosh, we got to come up with a, a short form for that. But... Until then, we'll just call it the Executive Committee. They are overseeing the final stages of the contest. They will validate the winning names from the vote. And then in August, August 3rd through 14th, at the IAU 29th General Assembly in Honolulu, the results are going to be announced at a special public ceremony held during that event. And that's just really exciting to me because when that happens we're actually going to have 305 planets beyond our own solar system that will have real names that we can use when we talk about them. Because the names that are given to these bodies, the official names, they don't really roll off the tongue, right? And I think having real names like Vulcan is important to helping get the general public and officials and everyone more and more interested in science and space exploration. Because when you can talk about another planet, Vulcan, it's a real place. Well, then things become more real to you. It's not just something in the realm of science anymore. It's part of our own real world. So I think this is really cool. I know it's not directly Star Trek related, but I think this is of interest to pretty much any Star Trek fan, which is why I wanted to devote the whole show today to talking about this. So go and check this out. NameExoWorlds.org is the URL. 
That's three words running together. So don't forget there are two E's grouped together there in the middle. Name exoworlds.org. There are registration options for public and astronomy interested organizations and also for individuals. So there are two different registration options that you'll see there. Everything that I just outlined for you is there on the page. Most of that came there from the website. And then there's a lot of other information that you'll be able to check out there as well. Let me know what names you will suggest if you're going to enter or if you're not going to enter, but you wanted to name a planet. What name would you suggest for a world beyond our system? Is Vulcan your first choice? Is there something else? Would you name them after people, mythological characters? What would you name them after? I would love to know. Planets in Star Trek, I'm guessing, will probably be a big theme here. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C Brian Jones, and feel free to hit me up there as well. Now I have a network update for you to close out the show. We have one new show for you today, and that's Standard Orbit. And this time, Mike and Drew have a commentary for you for The Wrath of Khan. It is a commentary with John Tenuto, who joins us from time to time on the network to talk about Khan and the Wrath of Khan and Space Seed and Nicholas Meyer and Ricardo Montalban. He is really the most knowledgeable person in the world about Khan, about the making of Star Trek II and anything involving Khan. It's always fascinating to hear his insights on this. So tune into Standard Orbit for this commentary. Yes, I did say commentary with John Tenuto there. And you'll find that in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feed for Standard Orbit or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show that we do. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming Hyper Channel from our website, head over and subscribe and have it delivered directly to your device of choice. You can also find Hyper Channel in the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. And that has, as I said, every episode of every show we do. I would love to chat with you about the naming of planets and anything else you want to talk about in the world of Star Trek. You can find me on Twitter. Once again, my username is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jones, And you can find the network in these places. On Twitter, our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. We have a community on G+. We have forums at trek.fm slash forums. You can also send me a voicemail through the website. And we have a contact form, trek.fm slash contact. And that comes to me by email. Don't forget about our reviews promotion as well. Head over and review Hyper Channel and all of our other shows in iTunes and on Stitcher. And then go to trek.fm slash review and complete the form there to get your name in the drawing for some great prizes. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. I hope your week is off to a great start. And I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.